Many have written about the events that we believe in, and I too have carefully researched and written to you, Theophilus, so that you may know the truth. In the time of King Herod, there was a righteous priest named Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth, who were both old and childless. While Zacharias was serving in the temple, an angel appeared to him and told him that his wife would bear a son named John, who would be great in the sight of the Lord and prepare the people for the Lord's coming. Zacharias doubted the angel's words and was struck mute until the prophecy was fulfilled. Elizabeth became pregnant and gave birth to John, and when Mary, who was also pregnant with Jesus, visited her, John leaped in Elizabeth's womb, and Elizabeth praised Mary. Mary also praised God and prophesied about the greatness of the Lord. John was born and named by his parents, and Zacharias prophesied about the coming of the Lord and the salvation of his people. John grew up in the desert until he began his ministry. During the time of Caesar Augustus, a census was ordered to be taken throughout the entire empire. Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, Joseph's ancestral home, to be registered. Mary gave birth to their firstborn son and placed him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. Nearby shepherds were visited by an angel who announced the birth of a savior in Bethlehem. The shepherds went to see the baby Jesus and shared the message they had received. Mary pondered all of these things in her heart. After eight days, the child was circumcised and named Jesus. When the purification period following his birth was over, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. While there, they encountered Simeon and Anna, who praised God for the baby Jesus. Joseph and Mary returned to Nazareth, and Jesus grew in wisdom and favor with God and men. During the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and John, son of Zechariah, received the word of God in the wilderness. John preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, quoting Isaiah's prophecy about preparing the way for the Lord. He urged the crowds to produce fruits of repentance and warned that those who did not would be cut down and cast into the fire. He also gave specific instructions to tax collectors and soldiers who asked what they should do. Many people wondered if John was the Christ, but he proclaimed that someone greater than him would come to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Herod imprisoned John for rebuking him for his sins. After Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended on him, and a voice from heaven declared him to be God's beloved son. Jesus was about 30 years old and could trace his lineage back to Adam, son of God. Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, went to the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days without food. The devil tempted him to turn stones into bread, to worship him in exchange for power over all the kingdoms of the world, and to throw himself off the roof of the temple to prove his divinity. Jesus resisted each temptation by quoting scripture. He returned to Galilee and taught in synagogues where he was praised for his words. However, when he returned to his hometown of Nazareth, the people rejected him and tried to throw him off a hill. He then went to Capernaum, where he healed a man possessed by a demon and cured many sick people. Despite the people's desire for him to stay, Jesus said he must preach in other cities as well. He continued to preach in synagogues throughout Galilee. Jesus was teaching by the lake of Genesaret, 
when he saw two boats. He got on one of them, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to push out a little from land so he could teach the crowd. After he finished speaking, he told Simon to sail out into the deep and catch fish. Simon was hesitant because they had already been fishing all night with no luck, but he obeyed Jesus and caught a huge amount of fish. Simon and his partners were amazed and left everything to follow Jesus. Later, Jesus healed a man with leprosy and a man with palsy. The Pharisees and teachers of the law were skeptical of Jesus' power to forgive sins, but he proved it by healing the man with palsy. Jesus also called Levi to follow him and ate with him and other sinners, which upset the Pharisees. Jesus explained that he came to call sinners to repentance and used parables to illustrate the importance of newness and preservation. On a Sabbath, Jesus and his disciples were walking through a grain field. The disciples picked and ate some of the grain, which angered some Pharisees who accused them of breaking the Sabbath law. Jesus reminded them of David's actions when he was hungry and ate the showbread, which was only meant for priests. Jesus declared himself Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, Jesus healed a man with a withered hand, which upset the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus asked them if it was lawful to do good or evil on the Sabbath, and then healed the man. Jesus then chose twelve disciples and taught a large crowd, including those seeking healing. He blessed the poor, hungry, and those who weep, and warned the rich and well-fed. He taught to love enemies, do good, and forgive. He warned against judging others and emphasized the importance of actions matching words. He compared those who hear and do his teachings to a man building a house on a rock, and those who hear but do not do to a man building a house on sand. Jesus went to Capernaum after teaching the people. A centurion's servant was sick and near death, so the centurion sent elders to ask Jesus to save him. Jesus went with them, but the centurion sent friends to tell Jesus not to trouble himself, as he was not worthy for Jesus to enter his home. The centurion believed that Jesus could heal his servant with just a word, as he understood authority. Jesus was amazed by the centurion's faith and healed the servant from afar. Later, Jesus went to Nain and saw a widow mourning her dead son. He had compassion on her and raised her son from the dead. John the Baptist's disciples asked Jesus if he was the one they were waiting for, and Jesus told them to report back what they had seen and heard. Jesus praised John the Baptist, saying he was the greatest prophet born of women. The Pharisees rejected God's purpose for themselves, but the tax collectors and people who had been baptized by John justified God. Jesus was invited to eat with Pharisees, and a sinful woman washed his feet with her tears and anointed them with ointment. Jesus forgave her sins and praised her faith. Jesus traveled with his disciples and some women who had been healed by him. He spoke to a large crowd using a parable about a sower and explained its meaning to his disciples. He also performed a miracle by calming a storm on a lake and casting out demons from a possessed man. The people of the town asked Jesus to leave after he cast out the demons. Later, a man named Jairus asked Jesus to heal his dying daughter, and on the way to his house, a woman with a bleeding issue was healed by touching Jesus' garment. Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead and instructed her parents not to tell anyone about the miracle. Jesus gave the twelve power and authority over demons and to heal diseases.
He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick, telling them to take nothing for their journey. They went out and preached and healed everywhere. Herod heard of Jesus' works and desired to see him. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. He told them that he must suffer and be killed, and whoever desires to follow him must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Jesus took Peter, John, and James up a mountain to pray, where they saw his glory and heard a voice from a cloud. Jesus healed a boy possessed by a demon and rebuked his disciples for arguing about who was the greatest. He sent messengers ahead of him, but some Samaritans did not receive him. Jesus told a man to follow him, but warned him that he would have nowhere to lay his head. He told another to go and announce the kingdom of God, rather than bury his father. Jesus appointed seventy others and sent them out in pairs to every city and place he was about to visit. He told them that the harvest was plentiful, but the laborers were few, and to pray for more laborers. He instructed them to travel without money or extra belongings, and to greet each house with peace. If they were welcomed, they should stay and eat and drink what was offered. They were to heal the sick and proclaim that the kingdom of God was near. If they were not welcomed, they were to leave and shake the dust off their feet as a sign of judgment. The seventy returned with joy, reporting that even demons were subject to them in Jesus' name. Jesus reminded them not to rejoice in their power, but in the fact that their names were written in heaven. He thanked God for revealing the truth to the simple and not just the wise. When asked about inheriting eternal life, Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan and instructed the questioner to go and do likewise. In another village, Martha was busy with preparations while Mary sat at Jesus' feet listening. Jesus told Martha that Mary had chosen the better path. One of Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them how to pray, and he gave them the Lord's Prayer. He also told them a parable about persistence in prayer. Some accused Jesus of casting out demons through the power of Beelzebub, but he pointed out the flaw in their logic. Jesus warned that those who reject him are against him, and that those who do not gather with him scatter. He also criticized the Pharisees for their hypocrisy and legalism. The scribes and Pharisees opposed Jesus and tried to trap him with their questions. Jesus warned his disciples to beware of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, and that everything hidden will eventually be revealed. He encouraged them not to fear those who can only harm the body, but to fear God, who has the power to cast into hell. He reminded them that God cares for even the smallest creatures, and that they are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus urged his followers to confess him before others, and warned that denying him will result in being denied before God. He cautioned against covetousness and told a parable about a rich man who stored up treasures for himself but was not rich toward God. Jesus advised his disciples not to worry about their basic needs but to seek God's kingdom first. He warned that he came to bring division, not peace, and that even families will be divided because of him. Jesus criticized the people for not being able to interpret the present time and urged them to settle their disputes before it's too late. People told Jesus about the Galileans who were killed by Pilate while sacrificing. Jesus asked if they were worse sinners than others, and warned that unless they repent, they will perish. He also spoke of a fig tree that didn't bear fruit, 
and a woman with a spirit of infirmity who was healed on the Sabbath. Jesus compared the kingdom of God to a mustard seed and leaven. He urged people to strive to enter the narrow gate and warned that some who think they know him will be rejected. Jesus was warned about Herod, but continued his work. He lamented over Jerusalem and predicted his return. Jesus went to eat at the house of a Pharisee on the Sabbath and healed a man with dropsy. He asked if it was lawful to heal on the Sabbath, but they didn't answer. He then told a parable about not seeking the best seat at a wedding feast and to invite the poor, maimed, lame, and blind to your own feast. He also told a parable about a man who invited many to a great supper, but they all made excuses, so he invited the poor and disabled instead. Jesus said that to be his disciple, one must hate their own family and carry their own cross. He also said that one must count the cost before building a tower or going to war, and that salt that loses its flavor is useless. People who were considered sinful were gathering around Jesus to listen to him, but the Pharisees and scribes were complaining that he was associating with sinners. Jesus told them a parable about a man who lost one sheep out of a hundred and went to great lengths to find it, rejoicing when he did. He also told a parable about a woman who lost one coin out of ten and searched for it until she found it, rejoicing with her friends when she did. Then he told the story of a younger son who asked his father for his inheritance and wasted it all before returning home, where his father welcomed him back with open arms and celebrated his return. The older son was upset, but the father reminded him that they should be happy that the lost son had returned. Jesus told a story about a rich man who fired his manager for wasting his possessions. The manager, fearing he would be homeless, made deals with his Lord's debtors to gain favor with them. The Lord commended the manager for his shrewdness. Jesus then advised his disciples to use their wealth to make friends so that they may be welcomed into eternal life. He warned that those who are unfaithful with dishonest wealth cannot be trusted with true riches. He also said that one cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, mocked Jesus. He rebuked them for their pride and said that the law and prophets were until John, but now the gospel of the kingdom of God is preached. He also told a story about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus, who died and went to different places in the afterlife. The rich man begged for Lazarus to help him, but was told that he had received his good things in life and now suffered in torment. The rich man asked for Lazarus to warn his brothers, but was told that they had Moses and the prophets to guide them. Jesus told his disciples to expect challenges and hold accountable, yet forgive repentant wrongdoers. They sought greater faith. Jesus taught that even a bit of faith is potent and urged humility in service. On his way to Jerusalem, ten lepers were cleansed, but only one thanked him, earning Jesus' praise. The Pharisees' questions about God's kingdom were answered with its unnoticed presence and future unpredictability. Jesus forecast his suffering and urged vigilance, likening the end times to sudden past calamities and teaching that true life is gained through self-sacrifice. Some will be chosen, others left. The presence of God's kingdom will be as evident as vultures to a carcass. Jesus told a parable about a judge who didn't care about God or people, but eventually gave in 
to a persistent widow's request for justice. He used this to show that God will grant justice to those who pray to him. He also told a parable about a Pharisee who boasted about his righteousness and a tax collector who humbly asked for mercy. Jesus said that the tax collector was more justified than the Pharisee because he humbled himself. Jesus welcomed children and said that the kingdom of God belongs to those who receive it like a child. A rich ruler asked Jesus how to inherit eternal life, and Jesus told him to sell all his possessions and follow him. The ruler was sad because he was very rich, and Jesus said that it is hard for rich people to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus also predicted his own death and resurrection, but his disciples didn't understand. A blind man begged Jesus for mercy and was healed because of his faith. Jesus entered Jericho and a man named Zacchaeus, a rich chief publican, wanted to see him but couldn't due to his small size. Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus, and when Jesus saw him, he told him to come down and that he would stay at his house. The people murmured that Jesus was staying with a sinful man, but Zacchaeus promised to give half of his goods to the poor and restore fourfold to anyone he had wronged. Jesus said salvation had come to his house and that he came to seek and save the lost. Jesus then told a parable about a nobleman who gave his servants money to invest while he was away. When he returned, he rewarded those who had invested wisely and punished the one who had not. Jesus then sent two disciples to find a colt for him to ride into Jerusalem. The people praised him as he entered the city, but Jesus wept over it, knowing its destruction was coming. He entered the temple and drove out those who were buying and selling, saying, It should be a house of prayer. The chief priests and scribes wanted to destroy him, but the people listened to his teachings. Jesus was teaching in the temple when the chief priests and elders asked him by what authority he was teaching. Jesus responded by asking them about John the Baptist's baptism. They were afraid to answer, so Jesus told them a parable about a vineyard and its tenants. The tenants killed the owner's son, and the owner punished them. The chief priests and scribes wanted to arrest Jesus, but were afraid of the people. They tried to trap him by asking if it was lawful to pay taxes to Caesar. Jesus responded by telling them to give to Caesar what is his and to God what is God's. The Sadducees then asked Jesus about the resurrection and marriage. Jesus explained that those who are worthy of the resurrection will not marry. The scribes praised Jesus for his answer. Jesus warned his disciples to beware of the scribes who were hypocrites and took advantage of widows. Jesus saw rich people giving gifts to the temple treasury, but a poor widow gave two small coins, which he said was more valuable because she gave all she had to live on. When people admired the temple's beauty, Jesus warned that it would be destroyed. He cautioned against false prophets and said there would be wars, natural disasters, and persecution before the end times. He advised his followers to be patient and watchful and to not be distracted by worldly concerns. He spoke of his second coming and urged his listeners to be prepared. Jesus taught in the temple during the day and spent nights on the Mount of Olives where people came to hear him. The Passover was approaching and the chief priests and scribes wanted to kill Jesus but were afraid of the people. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, made a deal with them to betray Jesus for money. 
Jesus instructed Peter and John to prepare the Passover, and they found a room as he had described. During the meal, Jesus spoke of his impending suffering and gave his disciples bread and wine, saying they represented his body and blood. He also warned them of his betrayal and Peter's denial. Later, Jesus was arrested and taken to the high priest's house, where Peter denied knowing him three times. The men holding Jesus mocked and beat him, and he was brought before the council, where he confirmed he was the Son of God. Jesus was brought before Pilate by a multitude of people who accused him of perverting the nation and forbidding tribute to Caesar. Pilate found no fault in him, but the people insisted he be crucified. Pilate released Barabbas instead of Jesus, and Jesus was crucified with two criminals. He forgave those who crucified him and died, and a darkness came over the land. Joseph of Arimathea begged for Jesus' body and laid him in a tomb. The women who followed Jesus from Galilee saw the tomb and prepared spices and ointments, resting on the Sabbath. On the first Sabbath, the women went to the tomb with spices but found it empty. Two men in shining clothes told them that Jesus had risen, just as he had predicted. The women told the apostles, but they didn't believe them. Peter went to the tomb and saw the linen strips. Later, two disciples were walking to Emmaus when Jesus joined them, but they didn't recognize him. He explained the scriptures to them and broke bread with them, and then they recognized him. They returned to Jerusalem and told the apostles that Jesus had appeared to Simon. While they were talking, Jesus appeared to them and showed them his hands and feet. He ate with them and explained that everything had been fulfilled as written in the scriptures. He told them to wait in the city for the promised gift from the Father, and then led them to Bethania, where he blessed them and ascended into heaven. The disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy, praising God in the temple.